Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Welcome to the first episode of the 2019 season. The podcast season goes from April to October. Just like the full track season here at the Audubon Country Club, there's a few things that happened over the winter, most notably rally cross in the winter, which we did get to run a couple times in the snow this year, which was fantastic. We start off this episode with an interview with Mark Basso, the president and founder of the Audubon Country Club, where we discuss about Build Audubon, the construction that took place over the winter, and particularly we touch on the cart track and all the exciting things that are taking place there for that expansion. We're going to follow that up with Kyle Nato, who's going to talk about the announcements. Spring Fest is coming up, so there's a lot of things going on this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I did a couple of interviews over this winter with relates to head injuries and also helmet construction. That's going to be two episodes back-to-back where we're going to detail some pretty interesting things. A lot of stuff I didn't know about head injuries or helmets. I don't know exactly when those episodes are going to be coming up because there are a few other personalities that we want to get on the podcast here at the beginning of the year, particularly to introduce those people to all the members. And now, here's Mark Basso on the Audubon Country Club Podcast. Uh, well, today is uh, Wednesday, March 20th, and I'm here uh, next door to the classroom in the South Timing Building, mm-hmm. the Audubon Country Club 2019 podcast slash racing season with the president and founder, Mark Basso. Hey, John. Thanks Thanks for having me again. Welcome to the podcast. What a great way to start the podcast off, yeah. having you on here again yeah. with an amazing amount of activity going on right now. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. We like to, we're doing things big here this year. It's been, uh, you know, our 15th year of operation now, and uh, it's been quite a journey, but we really had one of our best years ever last year. Of course, every year is amazing here, but, you know, last year was amazing in a lot of different ways. The growth of membership and activities and excitement in the club, real estate development, so... Very exciting. How, how many um, how many members are at the club? Uh, we're over 440 now. And uh, what's really kind of changed in the last few years is that, uh, you know, the club kind of originally, you know, was racers and, you know, people that, you know, had track experience and things. In the last few years, it's really started to morph. Really, this was always the original vision was to make this a club you know, for car guys and, and car girls, obviously, and families. And, uh, you know, uh, originally it was the hardcore guys joined, but we came out with the social membership a few years ago, and um, people now realize that for not a ton of money, it's $4,200 is the, the annual cost. That's all it costs to be a social member. And they have access to the car track. They can do lunchtime touring. They do autocross, rallycross, you know, come to all the events. So utilize the facility to entertain. So it really is, I think, touched on something with uh, car people and car guys. So we had 42 social members join last year. That was 42? No yeah, kidding. 42. And 42? Yeah, so that was that was huge. Um, you know, plus we had 18 regular members join. So it was it was a huge year. And, you know, once again, the you know, the whole idea behind Audubon is it's, it's we want it to be like Disney World for car guys and car girls and families. So 
you know, you don't have to be a billionaire to join and have fun. So the social membership really has kind of, you know, made us aware of the fact of that people really want to be part of Autobahn. So, and it's a great ladder system, which is really a kind of a lead into the whole car track. You know, there's two major improvements that, that uh, we've done, started last fall and are finishing up over the winter. And number one is the car track. And uh, originally when we, Alan Wilson designed the entire facility, uh, you know, he had this huge seven-tenths of a mile car track. It was, you know, very cool. But, you know, when we were building the club and we just didn't have the money to do the whole thing. So we did kind of half of it or a little less than half. And, you know, the half that we've had uh, from the beginning has served us well. It's pretty cool. When did the car track get built? So the, the track here started in 04, right? We built it in 04. The car track didn't get built, I think, until probably 06. I think it okay. was two years later. And just what we built was very expensive. I, I, I'm trying to think back then, but it was probably seven, eight $800,000 just for that Holy amount cow. of car track and, and moving dirt. And, and, and the car track is, you know... I don't want to say it's been ignored, but it just couldn't be the focus. You know, we had so much to develop with the rest of the club and the tracks and all the infrastructure. So really the focus has been on the last, uh, you know, 15 years is getting the track, the safety, uh, the infrastructure, the team unit roads paved, the paddocks paved. Now that the both tracks are totally repaved, uh, you know, that's kind of what happened in the last few years. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, wow, now we've, we've paid down debt significantly, uh, you know, so now it's time to kind of re-up, right, re-energize and, and turn our focus back to the car track, which is something that we always wanted to, but we just couldn't. And we didn't want to get crazy and taken out enormous amounts of debt or, you know, something that could jeopardize what we've done. So we're, you know, pretty methodical, but unfortunately that takes time. But so now that's the exciting part is that we finally, you know, turn the corner with the big tracks and all the infrastructure where we can now turn our focus to the car track. So, so Alan Wilson, we revisited his design, talked to Alan and, you know, kind of one of the neat things uh, <clears throat> about the car track is that, you know, the original design that Alan Wilson did didn't have elevation, but when we were meeting with the engineers and looking at that piece of property there, there was a natural fall off to the, to the two-acre addition that we're doing now. And so we took advantage of that with uh, increasing the uphill portion to raise that and accentuating the downhill. So obviously it helped drainage, but what it did is allowed us to have a 12-foot elevation drop, which, you know, if you're in California or Atlanta or somewhere, that's, oh, yeah, 12 foot, that's okay. But in Illinois, that's a big deal, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's not often, I mean, the car tracks that I have been to, the few that I have been to that do have elevation changes, that's always such a big highlight. Hey, we have this elevation change. We have this. I mean, it's a big highlight for those other tracks. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool that it's being added here. Yeah, and it's, it's neat because uh, what we did... Uh, about two years ago is when we repaved the three-acre lot that's adjacent to the car track. That allowed us to increase the size of it. And we had a, a USPKS, Route 66. We had those guys come out and do 
you know, pro race karting, and they loved the track before this new part. So that was really exciting to hear that, you know, the independent sanctioning bodies and all the racers loved it, you know, 30 feet wide, a 650 foot straightaway. And so that's cool. But now just wait till they see this new part because uh, the new section features, as I mentioned, I think we're the existing track is about 605 elevation. And then we go up to like 609 and then it drops. That's, that's feet above yeah, sea level. Yeah, feet above sea level. Yeah. And then it drops down to like 590 something. So anyway, it's about a 12, 13 foot drop from the top of the kind of turn and then down through a corkscrew to the bottom and then you start heading up again into an eight percent bank corner that's the other thing we wanted to do was add uh, a bank corner to really you know which i think is there's not a lot of bank corners in carding so i think that's another element that's going to make this really special so 12 foot elevation eight percent bank corner and it's going to create a really hard braking zone because you're going to be flying through this new section which is going to be a great passing opportunity so i think that that's what's going to make it a really neat track so when you combine all the three sections we're now going to have over seven tenths of a mile and 30 feet wide good runoff and the other exciting thing is we're lighting the track so which and was when will really that go will that go in the summer sometime or right, yeah so right the, away? yeah we did all the dirt work in the fall all the underground the light poles in the end of last year mm -hmm. the big meeting here we had the build audubon presentation right. of mm -hmm. what the future would be right. uh focusing on the car track and the clubhouse the clubhouse mm -hmm. with the underground facilities that needed to be added so right. Right. The sewer, before the sewer was, wasn't big enough, or was it on a... So when we built Autobahn, obviously there was nothing around us. I mean, absolutely farm ground, nothing. Yeah, nothing farmland. Yeah, there was so, no... Yeah, the whole other infrastructure for the shipping and the no, and everything. The railroad was not here, right? No, that didn't come for years later. So um, so city sewer and water was you know millions and millions of dollars away that we could never afford to bring. But with this... Uh, you know, the intermodal development, it brought city sewer and water to the front door. So the phase four lots were the first thing to get the city sewer and water on the west side because it worked out with the warehouse and center point. Then we added the clubhouse and the ALS building. So now with the improvements, jumping ahead a little to the clubhouse and to the car track, obviously we needed to bring that infrastructure in. So uh, we started that last fall. So now the, the, the clubhouse is now hooked up to city sewer and the water will be hooked up within a week. And then that um, last year, in regards to the car track, most of the dirt was moved or all the... All yeah, the was yeah all, the, all the, the demo and dirt work and elevations and all that was done last fall. So we really lucked out because if we would have waited, I mean, it would, we would have lost this entire summer. Of, of operational ability so that gave us a huge head start to get all the dirt work done so all the light posts are in um, you know uh, all the underground is done the storm sewers so really now it's just a question of uh, when do we pave it so you know we want to be somewhat cautious about that because Illinois you know April is is a little scary but hopefully uh, we'll get that paved and we're not just paving the new addition. We're going to take off an inch and a half of surface on the existing car track. Oh, really? Yeah, and the pit row, everything. Oh, wow. So we wanted to do this with a continuous pave and also a hot joint so you don't get that seam down the middle. Yeah. 
So it's, and it's long, and I think we're going to be okay with that because when we do pave the big tracks, we always wanted to go about 3,500 feet or less. If you go about 3,500 feet and the pavers turn around, then you, you have a joint that's still hot, so you don't have a, a seam. You can look at any parking lot or whatever, and, and where there's a cold joint, there's a giant crack, and They're it right opens up. Right down the interstate, up. right? Yeah, they yep. just started on I-55. I was, I just, last year, they, in Germany, we would drive the Autobahn, and there's no seam down the middle with all the chunks of asphalt coming up, because right. they paved the whole thing. I go, yeah. why don't we do that here? Well, they f- finally started I-55 doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the same thing here. It's, yeah. it's all the seam. Yeah, so there's two ways to do it. Either you have the money to do two pavers moving in unison, which is really expensive, or you do a distance that is, you know, short enough so you can turn around and and go the other direction and preserve the hot joint. So that's what we've been doing on the big tracks. We would go about 30-some hundred feet, turn around. That's how we were able to do it in in sections year by year, which was, you know, a lot of tracks, they wait too long and then try to do the whole thing at once, and it's a disaster. So we did it piecemeal. Is the asphalt special? Did they have a special blend yeah, specifically it's, it's a for polymer. It? It's a polymer mix, so <clears throat> it's a little bit, it's better than a highway mix. Because the the forces that we have, obviously, here are not coming down on this, not heavy no trucks. No semis, right. No, it's all lateral, <laughs> lateral pushing, so the polymer mix needs to flex a little bit. And so, uh, so yeah, we have a pretty good mix. The big tracks have been holding up great since the repave. Uh, Plus we have more density now. So, so anyway, this uh, the new track will have brand new pavement. Uh, uh, you know the lighting. Uh, we're also buying twenty five. We already bought twenty five brand new carts, which uh, for members and concession business are very cool. So they're uh, uh, CRGs, nine horsepower. Okay, so let's stop there. So this is exciting news mm-hmm. here. So the old. Rental carts yeah. had some this had some time on them. They worked. Yeah, they were they, okay. They, did. they were yeah. okay. Yep. Um, kind of Frankensteined after a while, but but they were okay. Yeah. They kept the guys kept they're them fine. running. Mm-hmm. And so how, they're getting twelve. You said twelve new twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. New carts. Yep. And and what are they called? So they're CRGs is the brand, which it, is a good brand. Where are they out of? CRG is a Italian company. So uh, and they make all kinds of carts. So they make race carts and. And all different levels. So the, these carts, the, the the big difference that you'll notice about these from our past ones is increased level of safety. So these have a roll hoop on them, and then they also have seat belts, which we think is a very nice improvement, you know, for members, guests, and obviously concession business. So seat belt, mm-hmm. <laughs> roll cage, right. and uh, they come actually out of Italy, or are they built yeah. in? Yeah, CRG. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So they're, they're going to open up a whole opportunity, you know, for products. Uh, you know, the, the Margate Ignite uh, series for the members has just exploded, and, you know, we have sold over 60 of those now. <laughs> so it's uh, growing by leaps and bounds. And now with the new car track development, uh, I see this growing even more, um, which is kind of getting back to why, <clears throat> why we wanted to do this, obviously, it's exciting for, you know, the, the members and the club, but also um, it's really about the, the future, you know, the future members. And, uh, you know, the road to professional racing starts at the car track. You know, it's just like if you want to be a pro baseball player, you start in Little League and you work your way up through high school, college, and AAA and AA, and then you make it into the majors. Or football, same, same thing. Well, for racing, a lot of people 
don't know. I want to be a pro driver. Well, what do I do? Where do I go? People don't even realize what the path is, but there is a specific path, and it starts in go-karts. That's the first level. And so you start in go-karts, and then from go-karts, maybe you move into Spec Miata <clears throat> or some other lo- lower-level sports car, and then depending on if you want to be open-wheel or closed-wheel, then you start working your way up the ladder series. But a lot of people don't know that we already have uh, members' kids that have already gone up the ladder. Um, you know, some of them, uh, you know, have, have been there a little started before Autobahn, but obviously Graham Ray Hall, just as an example, they're members here, but Graham started in go-karts and worked his way up. Obviously, having your dad, Bobby <laughs> Ray Hall, helps yeah. a lot, but I'm anyway, sure yeah. that is the ladder. Graham started in go-karts, then he went to like F2000, then Pro Mazda, then Indy Lights, and then IndyCar. So, obviously, he's done it. He's very successful. Uh, Cooper McNeil is a member here uh, that his first race ever was here at Audubon in one of our chase race series in a little BMW. I think he was maybe 16 or something. Mm-hmm. He's a great driver. I was like, wow, this kid is rock solid. He was steady. And, uh, obviously Cooper now is, you know, uh, done extremely well. I mean, his obviously the family is successful, but he's a great driver. So, um, money doesn't buy you talent. Right. So it's been great to see him, uh, succeed. And then Britt Casey Jr. Is, uh, another member that, um, Britt and his Brit and Brit dad joined when Audubon first opened. He started in go-karts here. Then he went to Spec Miata here and worked a lot with Tony Kester and Tom Bagley. And then he went uh, from Miatas uh, up to the Global MX-5 Cup, you know, did extremely well there. Then he went into uh, IMSA and they won the championship in the Audi RS3 LMS last year. And now, you know, he's on the path to be an Audi factory driver, Uh, who knows, DTM. So he's another kid that's the path, it works. I mean, they started here and then there's, so we have the path here. I mean, and that's what I think this is exciting about the go-karting because there's so many, you know, young families that you want to do something together and karting is, that's just a great thing. You can buy these Ignites for like five grand all in and, and they're inexpensive to run, and it's something the family can race together. And if your kid shows an aptitude for it and excitement about it, then we have the ability here to let them grow to go all the way. If they want to be a professional racer or just have fun, it's whatever path they want to go. We've got everything in place now, with, especially with this new new car track design. It's going to give people such an advantage. The amount of track time that a member gets here is just, you know, it's amazing. So. Yeah, I, I'm obviously we're. If you listen to the podcast last year, you know we're all in. We started with right. one, one two cycle cart over yeah. in Indiana. Yep. We found out about this place just when the ignites were coming in, and started with my son got an ignite, and then mm-hmm. I got an ignite, yep. and then I surprised my wife and daughter with their carts. <laughs> And we always wanted this to be a family from the very first place. It wasn't right. a place that I wanted to go to get away from my family. I wanted to bring them along. And, right. And so I have found that, well, I do spend with my son and I, he's 14 and a half. He'll be 15 in June. But we do spend as much time as we can, and we try to work on something at home mm-hmm. that is not the Xbox right. or YouTube. Right. 
okay, sometimes we use YouTube yeah. to figure out what we're doing, <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> we try to, you know, focus on as many hands-on things that we can get. And I think that carding has been um, very, very good for my family. That's uh, awesome. Just to get us all together when all four of us come up here and yeah. uh, the racing, the quality of the racing up here, I think has been great. And mm-hmm. the quality of the help. Awesome. Um, and so we are like many families, you know, we're, we're full into that. Yeah. And so I, from the carding standpoint, I'm super excited about that. And then to have the opportunity to bring, you know, with these brand new, um, what kind of motors are these? They're Hondas, Honda nine horsepower. Wow. So, so these are going to be super nice, plenty fast, super yeah. nice uh, rental carts, you know, to bring other people up here mm-hmm. um, and to join in the fun and to get them, say, let's go jump in the rental car and we just have our friends come up here and, yeah. and do a, a little 15 minute mock race out right. there, which right. is pretty cool. Oh yeah. No, I think it's really going to be a game changer for, uh, for Autobahn, but also, you know, there's, you know, golf, there's a lot of sports that are really fun, but it's, it's such a, you know, a single person type thing. And, you know, that's what's, everybody's busy nowadays. And so it's, you can, when you can find an activity that everybody can do together and with the infrastructure in place here, that's the cool thing about it. You don't have to be here all day. I mean, you could, as a member, you know, your cart stored here, we, we store it, we'll maintain it. So it's turnkey. You show up on a Saturday morning, they can race and be home by noon and do chores or yard work or whatever they have to do. So it's it's a really neat, you know, I think now that all this infrastructure is in place, we're also having immediately we're going to have a really nice double wide trailer <laughs> with bathrooms uh oh, back, you know yeah. wow something yeah. really something new and that idea. double wide trailer down at the car track yes yeah for, for the clubhouse type or yeah it'll be our temporary clubhouse temporary. but it'll be very nice you know it's going to be nice with real bathrooms like i mentioned versus <laughs> what it's been there and a nice deck we'll have a deck around it and uh probably a tent structure as well so we'll have some shade and and some neat viewing opportunities immediately. And then as the business progresses, you know, we can look at, you know, a permanent building. But uh, and also for business use the with the new carts and this design and the lights, now they'll open up the opportunity for, you know, for corporate entertainment. A lot, you know, we, right, we do a sure. lot of it now, but I think all this, once again, will just enhance that business. And then the public, you know, will have access in the evenings and times when they can use it. So... That'll so the yeah so the plan right now is to keep the the members here yep. up until five yeah five mm-hmm. and then from five till yeah, ten or whatever ten or whatever because there's yeah. lights and everything right. and that'll be open to members and public uh, it'll be public at this point but yeah we're gonna put in member usage as well periodically you know that's the neat thing about it is we have so much time and and uh, to alternate sessions in the future if we need to or have a member race under the light so. You know, we're doing all this for the member benefit, so you know that's the whole idea. Do you see the the rental carts have an opportunity for? I know some clubs have a rental um, race series. Yeah, yeah, we'll have leagues and things like that. And the neat thing about that is it's going to expose all these people, you know, to Audubon, and so they'll see. You know, the you'll get to participate on that, and then they'll see the Margie Ignites and the other cards. Like, wow, those are a lot better than these. How do I get over there? You know, so I think that'll expose Audubon to more, you know, potential new members and help all the racing series grow. Um, and you know, and once again, for these young kids who don't know, maybe they're interested in you know being a, a pro race driver, or how do I 
how do I do this? Well, we're going to show them the path. So now the path will be defined, you know, for the public as well as the members to, you know, how you can become a pro driver. I, I do. I'm a big champion of the, of the carts here and, 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 and the whole team that takes care of that. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I always tell people is this is the only cart facility I've been at mm-hmm. that when we are running, there are flaggers mm-hmm. the entire time we are out there. There's people watching. There's mm-hmm. safety people here. Yep. And you do not get that at the three other, four other karting places I've been to. The only time you get that is during a race. You don't mm-hmm. get that for practice. Yep. And for someone being a controlled environment that we want our kids and us to be safe out there, yep. Yep. this is the only karting facility I've ever been to that with that quality of control, professionalism, um, support, Mm-hmm. That, that we get. And I find that that, that is very, very refreshing. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's something that, you know, that was one of the reasons going back to the beginning, why we picked Alan Wilson as our designer in this, because Alan, we wanted a track that was fun, technical and safe. You know, the bottom line, Road America, I, I love Road America. I love a lot of these tracks that were built 60 years ago, but you know, those were, it was a different time back then. And you know, people, you know, you would just, how fast can we go? Can we have a mile long straightaway? And we didn't, we didn't want that here in the big tracks because, you know, uh, there's a lot of street, we want people to use streetcars here and not burn them up. So that's the neat thing about the big tracks is that they are safe and Ellen's design elements carry over to the car track as well. And we learned how to operate the big tracks very safely over all these years. And so all the, you know, systems that are in place in the big tracks are now going to be in place on the, on the cart track. So that means there's corner workers, there's going to be LED lighting system around the track. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's going to be very nice. And our safety team here are all paramedics. We're ALS level or advanced life support level, which is, I don't know if any other country club track or, you know, any track that their own safety team is advanced life support level. So... Uh, we're excited also Bentonhausen, Harlan, and our, one of our members, they supplied us brand new Dodge uh, pickups for our safety team. Oh, so wow. you'll awesome. see some pretty swanky new trucks this year. Wow. We'll plug for Harlan. And Absolutely. Anyway. But no, it's very exciting. So safety is, that's why 30 feet wide, that's a big car track. It's going to be... Yeah, it is wider than the, the, yeah, it is wider, which I'll, again, adds, I think adds to the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, very interesting as, uh, as you're racing around it. Yeah, yeah. And so. new tires this year. We're we're gonna have to do it. We're doing an another cart, a podcast just on the cart stuff. But yeah. interesting new new tire development. Hoosier R80s for the yeah. carts. Where yeah. We're leaving the Bridgestones and going with mm-hmm. this new mm-hmm. new tire compound. A um, mm-hmm. little less, little softer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I s- don't know how long they're gonna last. Will they let? La- do we think they'll last all year? Uh, I, I think you're gonna end up with two sets over two the sets. year, which okay. still is pretty amazing, you know and. Um, you know, that's the whole idea behind the, the Margay Ignite class is it's like spec me out of karting. That's what we wanted is, you know, shifter carts are amazing, but there's a ton of them sitting on racks that never, ever get used. I don't know if you've ever had one or driven one. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they're awesome. The they're cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, you know, so that they're great, but, you know, we want to start with the, you know, the spec Miata kind of class. And then with karting, as it gro- as the series grows, then we're going to add a GT class with uh, carts that are a little bit faster. And then, 
you know, a radical class. So we want to have the same kind of ladder system with go-karts that we have with cars. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so try to steer the members towards common commonalities so you're not a man without a country. So, you know, you get a fun cart that, that makes sense. and it's Well, the first cart that I bought um, was a cart that we got sold, and it was, I called the Ferrari. My son's too big for it now, unfortunately, <laughs> because he loves it. And it is an amazing cart, but yeah. it was sold to us the last year that Rotex had organized racing in the United States. Wow. So I had a motor that cost as much as an Ignite cart yeah. on a cart. It was a great cart, <laughs> right. but no organized racing for it. Right, right. Man and, without a country. Um, little mm -hmm. disappointed in the fact that they saw me coming and ended up, it was a great cart. And, yeah. um, um, you know, we had our, we, we sponsored a driver to, to go to drive that this year and got wow. second in the open class. So, you wow. know, he could fit in it. So awesome. it didn't go to, it didn't go to waste. That's, that's for great. sure. And it, cause it is an amazingly fast cart, but, yeah. um, my son, I'm, it just can't fit it anymore. You yeah. should have stopped growing, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, my uh, first cart was when I was about 10 years old, and I asked my dad, hey, my buddy's got a cart for sale. Can I buy it? And he said no. So, of course, I bought it anyway <laughs> and hid it at his at his house for a few months. And then his dad said, hey, you got to get that thing out of here. And I'm like, uh-oh, now what? So I had it in the bushes next to my house. And oh, that's awesome. I hid it all over and then finally got the thing, like, running and all excited. And one day the garage door opens up and my dad said, what is that? I said, oh, that's, you know, my buddy's car. And he said, you know, you, that's your car. You bought it. Get rid of it. So it made me get rid of it. So it's horrible. But... <laughs> But the Reds, it's a great, it's an interesting first story. And now look, now look at yourself. You're running this whole operation here yeah, with every kind yeah, of race. It's a team effort here. That's yeah, pretty cool. It's, it's very exciting, but yeah. So the, so the construction here um, is ongoing. Yep. And uh, the clubhouse is the last, so the underground structure, is that all, is that all done? Yeah, so, you know, as part of this improvement, uh, we brought city sewer and water to the car track and then also to the clubhouse. So along the way, we picked out the South Timing Scoring Building because, you know, people don't really think about it, but, you know, we've been operating at Well and Septic. You know, we have 200 people in the clubhouse, and, you know, so we are maxing out the capacity of what, you know, what we have here. So this is a big improvement. And infrastructure is one of those unsexy things that right. nobody yeah. notices and thinks about, but it costs a lot, a lot of money. But uh, now that we have uh, the clubhouse, the South Timing, the cafe, car track, all on the infrastructure for city sewer and water. So that, that's going to make a nice improvement really all the way around. Uh, but, you know, and the clubhouse has served us well. You know, it was our original building, the biggest building we could afford that, you know, to try to do a million different things in. And it served us well. But, you know, as you know, the the last few years that you come in for lunch and it was SRO, standing room only, which is neat to see, but the same token, you know, we've, we've got to expand. So uh, the big excitement there is we've tripled the amount of member space now. Oh, wow. With the new design. We did not increase the footprint of the building, um, but, you know, really by capturing some of the area in the back that wasn't really used a lot, we've able to triple the amount of member space. So we've now added these huge glass garage doors in the back, uh, which is a huge improvement when you walk in and see now the view out toward the links and all the woods. It's really, 
opens up, you know, an amazing opportunity for entertainment. And I think our back uh, patio. And there's a patio back there. Yeah, too, right? I think yeah, people are really going to utilize yeah. that more now when they, when you hits you in the face and you walk through. The new bar is very cool. I mean, I think you'll be impressed. Don't want to kind of give away all the surprises. Yeah, because the old grand opening will be yeah the springtime speed fest at Friday night. Friday you know, night, the twelfth, uh, yeah. April twelfth. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of unveil it to the members. But yeah, it's going to be great. There's going to be a pergola now on the front patio, which is I think really important because shade. You know, everybody wants to be outside in the summer, so that'll provide much needed hmm. shade out front. So I think, you know, people are going to certainly want to come out and uh, utilize the clubhouse more and enjoy the amazing food that Peggy creates. It is amazing. You know, she's, she's uh, quite an artist, so we're very lucky to have her. And uh, I think this will help the whole member experience once again to bring, you know, use the club to entertain and, you know, reserve some cool fleet cars. And, you know, I think it, it makes for a very fun afternoon for very inexpensive cost of lunch drive a fleet car maybe take a guest go-karting so i think it's a neat package for for everybody so yeah and some some so some logistics changes or uh the instructors are now going to be in the front of the tech is that what yeah the tech, the tech building? building so as part of this uh Add addition, we had to create a new entrance for the public when we have manufacturer events, and we created a nice separation. So, you know, we still need to obviously do the manufacturer events and car dealer events and things that will utilize the back garage. But uh, so this will work great. They'll have their own separate entrance. Members will have their own dedicated space, a lot more space than before. Um, and we the offices shrunk because of that. So accounting and uh, the offices we're talking the, yeah. the offices in the old clubhouse yeah, yeah so so a lot of uh, the accounting staff and moved over to the south timing scoring in that in that zone so therefore we had the musical chairs we had to move tom and tony now are in the front of the tech building which is actually very nice and it's actually easier to find them and it's it's a neat spot so. yeah so right to the north, north side of the south building right there there they'll be there mm-hmm. and so yeah in um, and so everybody in this building is um, from the county. So it's uh, yeah. Jim, uh, Kevin, Kevin, Terry, Terry Karen, and Karen are all mm-hmm. there. And, yeah. and also um, Mike Ritter yep. and Kyle Nato are the track ops are right. in there. And Those guys are all over the place all yeah. the time. So they don't <laughs> unfortunately have a lot of time to sit at their desk. So, but then sales, me, Ron, Jake, and then uh, Craig. Uh, our GM, new GM, will be and in the, the new. We have a new general manager. Yeah, Craig Cunningham, which is very exciting because Craig is uh, actually one of the founding members as well. Tenth, he was the tenth member. I believe that's, so. That's what he told me today. Everyone yeah. thinks they're the tenth. I oh, hate to say <laughs> tenth it, is cool. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks they're the last one. Actually, we oh, there was ten founding members. No, there was forty of uh, the original, and then there was ten more that we kind of, you know, wanted. So we had a demand, so there was. Technically, 50. 50 okay. The first 40 were Class B, Cheryl. Anyway, that's boring stuff. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone was the last guy, right? You know, I only <laughs> one more spot left, so jump in. <laughs> so Craig came. He's been here before. We're yeah. going to have a podcast with him, too. Oh, yeah, a little background he's for got a great story. He's got an amazing story and uh, love of a lot of 
motorized vehicles from motorcycles, awesome collection and some very cool cars and racing. So yeah, he, he'll be an exciting, exciting call. And actually Craig was here, um, years ago, back in maybe 07 or 08. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, now things have changed in his life where he's got more time to devote. And so it's exciting. So he's jumped in and he knows the business, he knows everybody. So it was a great, great addition. So. And is the cart, so we're getting a new cart track manager? Yes, we Has are. Has that been decided yet or is it? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we're on the, the goal line. So I'll, I'll let okay. Craig or Tim talk about uh, him, but I think everyone's going to be very excited. He has an amazing reputation in the karting industry. So um, it's going to bring a lot of opportunity and structure and control over there too. So Yeah. And um, the one, so all the cart storage now, so when's a cart track? Is a cart track not going to be open until all the paving's done? Right. So the cart track for the members, the plan is probably mid-May. Mid-ish May, May. Okay. so depending on the weather, because after we pave it, we, we want to let it cure a little while. How long get is it? How long do you let it cure before we get on? You, uh, you know, the big tracks we didn't. We pave them, we run on it right away. But we're going to be a little cautious since we're doing. We got to we got to add curbing and barriers. There's just a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of little stuff after the the grass. You know, you got to obviously plant grass and get the verges, get a little head start before people go flying off into it and. So it'll be nice to give it a, a head start. So uh, it's probably going to need about four weeks head start. So the plan is probably sometime in, in mid to mid late May to open it up to the members. So. And the an additional entrance over there by the car track too. Yeah, what's that's this, pretty the, cool. There's uh, our gate two, which has always been there, but uh, we're putting up a monument just like we have in the front. Oh. Except okay. it's even bigger. So. Oh wow. Yeah, it's going to be pretty impressive so once again we want when will that be oh is it because that hasn't been started yet well the infrastructure we moved some of the light poles and some yeah everything's ready to go so now it's we're waiting for spring so that'll be open too this pretty quickly yeah all that's gonna so there's gonna be a flurry of activity but you know we're pretty much ready for stone i mean once uh you know the ground's got to thaw and dry a little bit but then diamond construction brian kabinsky one of our members Mm -hmm. brian's got a ton of heavy equipment there so it's gonna it's gonna start happening fast, and then uh, the plants will open and get the asphalt down. And so it's gonna be a lot of fencing. Will that op- will that um, entrance be open uh, all the time too? No, mean, no, it's just really just for the public. So the evenings for events, events, the yeah. evenings. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the members <clears throat> obviously nothing changes. You know, you come in and head right over there. So, but uh, it's gonna be very impressive. So. Um, yeah, well, it's uh, we we uh, auto the rally cross from the weather. Unfortunately, yeah. we got canceled again this weekend. So the autocross was fun. The autocross was fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. I think yeah. ten or ten people came out to run the autocross. Yeah, big autocross through the whole parking lot of yeah. paddock, <laughs> and cool. it was great. And uh, as I mentioned, my family comes up here. My wife is huge in autocross. So we got her a new autocross car, so she ran that this weekend. Was that the Boxster? Uh, Cayman. Cayman. 09 Cayman. That thing was um, awesome. And she got second. Wow. She did. It's and fantastic. I, I, I told this story. And that, so Brian Helmantoller, who's a yep. rally crosser and who we've had on the podcast before talking about rally cross, I think is an amazing driver came out with his rally car. So a lot of us drove our rally cars. Some yeah. of us had street cars. Of course, my mm-hmm. wife has her 
what we're going to turn into the to this great autocross car for her. But uh, so she was running great. Um, Brian, in his by far the least expensive car here mm-hmm. in the whole day, uh, fiddled with that car and drove that to third place and wow. beat out several street cars, high end street cars. <laughs> And we have video of him on three wheels. Ah, that's what I saw. Going around. Wheels, I mean, I he's just an amazing driver. Yeah. He's yeah. just is so fun to watch. He was fiddling with his tire pressure and was teaching me stuff about, you know, the tires and how to look at them. And hmm. he, uh, I'm cool. not sure if we would have given him um, another hour, he might have been the fastest <laughs> of the day. He was, he was really figuring that track out. It was, it was really a delight to watch everybody run. Yeah. Um, of course, I was, you know, my wife was tickled to death to, to get second. And a new yeah, member, awesome. Adam, Adam Lavelle. Adam Lavelle got first, and it is yeah, what we call it the boat of his BMW. It's a huge 550 yeah. BMW out here, but did a fantastic job. It was yeah. a lot of fun. It yeah. was just a lot of fun. So I wish we could get 10 people to come out for the rally cross, which is just as fun. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, it's going to grow. I, I, you know, people are talking <clears> about it, and they see it more and more, and it just kind of works on you, you know, and then before you know it, they'll be out here doing something so. ah, I, I love it i love hitting the handbrake coming around trying to figure out how to slide around the corners and and when yeah. the track the tracks changes the whole time on the rally cross and it, it's just a lot of fun so yeah. awesome. um my son you know has been i think he was 11 or 12 when he first started driving the rally car car out here and his car control is you know just amazing yeah um and i think that's been very helpful for his karting and, and everything else to be able to slide that that car and know. just that's just for life and safety a lot of people don't realize it but you know you know when your, your kid's on the highway the and they have to maneuver to get around something it's second nature now they don't even think about it they just react instantaneously and i hope yeah i hope it does. We, it works. we have the luxury of a little rally track at our house and he's taught he taught another young man how to drive a stick shift this weekend. So I think he's mm-hmm. six different people. My 14 years old has taught how to drive wow. a, drive a stick shift. So. Well, that's an anti-millennial theft device. That's right. That's right. And he, <laughs> he uh, um, I might have told this story last year, but he, we have a, uh, my wife has a 66 Impala. <laughs> and he had only been in cars, that and a Miata and some other things that had a clutch. Wow. And he jumped in the 66 um, Impala and turned to me and he says, where's the clutch? <laughs> and I said, that makes me proud. Yeah, he thought I was making is. fun of him. I said, no, that makes me proud. That's you have, amazing. Yeah. You have only driven cars with clutches in them. Um, so uh, we did last year, the members did a member survey. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know when the results are, do you have a timeline on the results would be released for that? Or did, yeah. it, did it gleam anything important? Or did you uh, get some? You know, I think it really kind of validated what we're doing. You know, the plan to develop okay, out of the car track, the, you know, the clubhouse. And then, you know, the future is, uh, a, you know, family area. We've got this beautiful pond and, you know, people really seem to be interested in walking trails and, you know, taking advantage of more viewing opportunities. So, so that'll be then, you know, the next thing, uh, you know, it's going to take some time because we've, we've got to finish up what we started here. But, uh, you know, taking advantage of this, this is a beautiful piece of property. A lot of people don't realize it. And there's some really neat areas. But, you know, once again, it's this old infrastructure thing. you got to get there. And right. to get there costs money to provide infrastructure and bathrooms and things like that. But. Uh, but there's really neat opportunity with the little pond that we have and getting up like on South 4 on the inside of that to view. So to do that, then we could get some walking trails back in there and a gazebo. 
you know, for a neat place to hang out. So, so those are neat things that'll be coming and, uh, you know, and, and see how the place grows and let it evolve. You know, the real estate's been very exciting. We built 39 new rental garages last year, finished those in, I think, early May, and there's only one left. So That's amazing. Yeah, that's so is there awesome. plans for more rental garages? Yeah, or? I mean, certainly we seem to have the demand. So Wow. Um, so we're looking at opportunities to... The members really like him. It allows, it's a great value. They can, you know, you can fit a couple, two, three cars I've seen in them with go-karts and a fridge. And so it's, they're heated. They're very nice. So, um, or, or in my case, two, four, six, eight, at least eight carts. Yeah. Right. This, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's, 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 which, uh, our producer, Mark McFarland's son, Spencer has coined the term. Our garage is the cart Mahal. Cart Mahal. The nice. Cart Mahal because yeah. there's so many carts in there. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No. So that, that, you know, that's, uh, another area that's going, we're working on the, the next condo building. There's a lot of excitement there. We have three deposits on that. Um, then there's a garage. And that's going to be four units. Well, it's it's there right now. It looks to be possibly two double units, oh, two and, and a single unit. Yeah. So oh, holy cow. some members have expressed interest in more space. <laughs> wow. So we uh, pulled down the wall in, in a condo unit, and wow, all of a sudden you've got five thousand square feet. Got room for ten cars in the first floor, and you know two, three, four bedrooms upstairs. And it's huge. So it's garage mahal square footage without garage mahal pricing. So it's just kind of nice. So so we're working on that. Um, and then uh, the new garage mahal just broke ground next to between area 51 uh, on the south track. So very exciting as well. So And all the, um, and I, I read that there on one of the talk around the track. So if you're not the listeners, you're not receiving the talk around the track. Yeah. Comes out every Wednesday, yep. year round. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, please speak with someone. I guess Kevin would he be the oh, Terry Terry yeah. to make sure you're getting the talk. If you're not getting it to your email, or it's going to the spam folder or something. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check it and get it out of there so you can read what's going on. But mm-hmm. I read there's two. You put two more, added two more lots for sale. Is that? Yeah, there's a couple more. You know, we've. We've actually sold every lot we've ever developed. A lot of people don't realize that. but uh, So there are lots for sale, and they're just members that decided not to build for whatever reason, or they jumped in with somebody else or whatever. So, yeah, there's a great selection of lots available, um, you know, phase, really at every phase around the property. So, you know, and we're, we're, you, know you can't develop more lots. That's it. You know? right. So uh, they're all going to be gone and built at some point. So kind of a neat opportunity. So. Well, it's uh, awesome. yeah. it's a it's a wet, cold ish day here today at the track, but yeah. soon it'll the sun will be out and then it'll yep. be uh, activities will be everywhere. Yeah, it's exciting. We're looking forward to it. So, well, thank you and your family for all your support and participation. Well, thanks for uh, uh, building your dream here and uh, <laughs> getting such a great team together to. Yeah. To keep it running and, and make it better all the time. So Thank I you. appreciate that. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, and, awesome. Uh, visit with you again if anything exciting happens. And sure. Maybe uh, I think next year, I really want to talk about um, when we get you on next year about what goes on in the winter besides construction. Yeah. All the other stuff that uh, you that, that boring goes, office and work stuff. <laughs> um, because uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the winter time. Oh, yeah. These months they're down here and. And logistically, how that happens, I think that's pretty interesting. So. Yeah, you're booking seven months of events in about three months' time, so it's pretty wild. But, yeah. Awesome, Thank man. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, Kyle, Kyle Nadu, 
Welcome to our first podcast for the Audubon Country Club Podcast 2019. It's April 9th. It is Tuesday before Spring Fest. Welcome back. I'm so excited to talk to you for the first podcast of the year. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm very excited to be back. Uh, this is our, our second year of the podcast. Is that correct? That I know. How awesome is that? We yeah, still get to keep right. doing it. They haven't replaced us yet. Let's keep going. Um, but you're right. Yeah, this uh, this weekend we're coming up to Springtime Speed Fest. Okay, let's hang on a second. We have. Oh, you want to pump the brakes? Pump the brakes just for a second. <laughs> because let's talk about your winter. Did anything interesting happen to you at all this um, winter? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been pretty busy. Uh, not only here at the track, but um, I recently purchased a home and got engaged over the winter. I know. How exciting. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm a very, very lucky guy. I got a special lady and um, I proposed to her and uh, she said yes. So uh, we're looking to get married later this year. Uh, and it's funny when you work in this industry, um, when I proposed, she said yes. And then, uh, of course, everyone asks you when the wedding is. So the first thing I did was have to look at our race schedule to um, kind of work around uh, <laughs> the, the wedding. So, but uh, no, we're, we're very excited. And uh, uh, I enjoy being a homeowner. Um, and fun fact, we moved in. Uh, on the coldest day of the year, <laughs> it was at you know negative fifty wind chill. Um, that's did, when when we were moving into our house. Did so. you get a lot of volunteers to help that day? Surprisingly, no. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know. work for pizza and beer, I guess. So, uh, but it did make for a very quick moving. We we didn't kind of dilly dally uh, when it's that cold out. So we uh, we basically threw all of our uh, furniture and everything out of the truck and into the house as quickly as possible. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. It's pretty cool. And oh, you got a riding lawnmower too, right? Oh my gosh. I am so excited. So, <laughs> uh, as you know, I previously lived in the city. Um, but now moving out into the very far Western suburbs, I'm, I'm out in Oswego. Um, we have a nice little plot of land, we're right on a river, so we have some waterfront property. And the first big purchase that I made was a riding lawnmower. And uh, I've been just kind of doing some practice laps around in my yard. Um, <laughs> practice with it. laps. And, yeah, I, I love it. It's great. I'm like a little kid on a go-kart when, you know, uh, on that thing. So it's fun. <laughs> That's cool. Very cool. Uh, I have a lot of grass I need to mow too and thank goodness my my son's 14 this year he did a pretty good job last year it was him and I mowing most of the time last year we mow about four acres ish or so and uh it, which was nice to have him help I think this year he's going to be solo cleared solo uh to get to do all four acres <laughs> himself he's going to be ecstatic uh, I'm sure oh I'm sure he will be <laughs> so and you know and have him come over he can he can mow my lawn anytime Oh, well, that's very kind of you. 
That is very kind of you. Offers on the table. What that's, can I say? That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, uh, we talked to the Mark Basso, and he filled us in on Build Autobond, everything that's been happening over the winter. There, I think a few <clears throat> updates maybe. The Kart Track opens June 1st. That, that's our tentative date, right? That's correct. Yes. Um, so we, we were extremely busy over the winter um, with all the construction planning. And now, as I look out on, uh, over by the car track, uh, I definitely see bulldozers moving and backhoes working. So they are working at a feverish pace to hopefully get that thing ready June 1st for the members. Yes. Um, June... Yeah, and, and June 2nd is the first race. It's the first race, yeah, for the Kart League. So uh, there's going to be very little practice time, but, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting with uh, with the new pavement, and it's going to be all brand-new pavement. Uh, but uh, I think that Saturday beforehand is going to be a whole lot of fun with people testing out because uh, now we got to talk about different gear ratios and you know, what gear to run and what tire pressures and all that stuff. So it's going to be almost uh, brand new. Yes. You know, for and everybody. <clears throat> new new spec. That's something I guess we should, we'll just start there, I guess. Uh, new spec tires, the Hoosier R80s, brand new tires for karting. Uh, we are there. They are replacing the Bridgestone YDS, I think is what they were. Yep. So for spec series racing, you need new tires. And... Correct. What, what's the story on the tires? Are, 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 we're we're going to put a big order in or something for a uh, discount? Correct. Yeah, so members will get a discount uh, to make the changeover. If you could email me, which is Kyle Nado, N-A-D-E-A-U, at AutobahnCC.com. If you can just email me, let me know your name, what kind of cart you have, and how many tires you would like. Uh, I'll be putting in a, a big order and Mario will be installing them, so this way everything's ready to go for that first race on June 2nd. Uh, yeah, so when do the orders have to be in? Uh, everything has to be in in order to get the discount before June 1st. Oh, uh, okay. Now, okay. if you're expecting to race June 2nd, we're going to definitely need that order in well before then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so, so but, that we, but the offer does extend all the way out to, to June first. Race schedule is all up. Where do they find the race schedule? Just go. It's it's uh, autobahnmembers.com, and under the karting tab, you'll be able to pull up the karting race schedule. Uh, it's also available on the Google Calendar as well. Okay. Uh, they can find also. Uh, updated cart league rules um, so we are going to be running in the Ignite Senior class there's going to be a 360 pound class and also a 400 heavy class um, so this is gonna we're kind of going back into line with the Margay uh, racing rules with their the Margay Challenge series and uh, women's division? Uh, they'll be in, depending on their weight, in either the 360 or the 400 class. So they'll be, the, the women will be running with, with the boys, too. Is there a separate women's division? No. 
No, no separate women's division. Okay, and still the open class is so chase racing. Open class is going to be a chase race format. So if you don't have a market, you've got a two-stroke, or you've got any other chassis, we still want you to come from out, use your little cart, have fun on the cart track, and you'll be in the uh, the open class. Okay, so now moving forward just a little bit to this weekend. Oh, it's a lemons. How was the lemons race last week? <laughs> lemons is always really fun to watch. Uh, it was a great weekend. There was a little bit of rain on Sunday, which made it uh, slick for everybody. But uh, it was some great racing. There's some great cars. I couldn't tell you how many cars actually finished the race because uh, it's always fun driving through the paddock and you see guys. You know, uh, swapping motors or transmissions and stuff like that. It's a lot of um, runs back and forth to the junkyard. But, um, you know, it's just some, just everyone had a whole lot of fun the entire weekend and uh, we had some beautiful weather for it. But um, it was a great time. So. And, the, and real quick, the Lemons race is, is just a group of guys that get out. It's for charity, right? Uh, I'm not sure if it's for charity. Now, there there was a charity on hand, and Lemons Racing is, uh, the premise is $500 cars, and it's an endurance race. So they started at about 10 a.m. on Saturday, ran till 6, so it's nonstop racing. Uh, a minimum team of two people, but the maximum is, is I believe, six. So. They're out there running these these beater cars, trying to keep them alive, keep them running uh, from 10 to 6. And then it was 9 a.m. to about 3 p.m. Uh, and it's the most amount of laps that the, you know, that uh, that they can do is the overall winner. Oh, really? Oh, so it's not so it's not tech. It's, well, it is a speed race to get as many laps in, but really, if you just keep your car running, that's the best. That's the way you win it. Exactly. So reliability is key in these cars. Uh, but if you take a look at some of them, you know, it's, it's amazing that they were even able to start, let alone get up to speed, or any sort of race speed, um, to uh, to actually compete. But uh, it was great. I mean, there's a whole lot of camaraderie in the pits. You know, the guys diving into engine bays, trying to swap out a motor and uh, helping their fellow racers out. So it's always a good time when Lemons comes here. And it's it's just a blast to watch because also the teams, you have to have a theme with your race car. So uh, this year there was a, a Volvo that they painted to be a, a school bus that was out here, complete with an automatic stop sign that comes out from the side whenever they hit the brake. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and, and there's always just like some wacky uh, wacky racers out there. They all wear costumes and everything like that. And then if uh, there's any racing infractions, like if they get black flagged, you come back into the tech garage and then the lemon judges will give you some sort of penalty um, that fits the crime. And penalties can range anywhere from you have to stand on top of your car and sing I'm a little teapot at the top of your lungs to um, <laughs> maybe complete part of a crossword puzzle or something like that. Um, so it's very unorthodox, but at the same time, 
You can also bribe the judges as well. Um, and that's where the charity comes into play. So if you donate to the charity, now the judges are going to look favorably upon you and maybe release you back out uh, onto track and you know with a slap on the wrist. So that's awesome. So the your favorite car you think was the uh, was the the bus? Uh, definitely. Yeah, it, it's it's an old Volvo wagon. Um, like I said, painted up as a as a school bus. With, uh, but it's the automatic arm that that swings out the stop sign whenever they hit the brake. That's what always does it for me. <laughs> cool. And then moving on to um, this weekend, Springfest, Friday. Lots of stuff going on Friday. The chase race is a little bit earlier than normal. If For the listeners that don't know everything about a chase race, go back and listen to uh, the chase race podcast from last year. All the podcasts are still archived, so it, once you subscribe to the podcast, you can go back and listen to listen to them. And then we did an extensive one on the uh, chase race. What time is that? Uh, it's going to be starting earlier, like you said. Uh, I believe it is around 3.30. Uh, so uh, if you're participating in it, Mike Gritter sends out the racer's email that has the schedules. Uh, also, the the schedule is going to be available online as well on the members' website. Uh, so, but you're right; it is starting early because right after we finish the chase race, everyone is going to be going into the clubhouse for the annual member meeting. And also, well, actually, we should back up uh, because for Springtime Speed Fest. It's three days of full track. So members can come out and run the full track, all 3.56 miles of it, uh, on all three of those days. So, but going back to around 5.30, the member meeting is going to be in the clubhouse. Uh, there's going to be a presentation and then the final unveil of the brand new bar and interior of the clubhouse. So this past winter, we were renovating the clubhouse, making it, uh, it much easier for um, for our, our uh, food staff and our catering services, kind of more of a restaurant feel. But then there's actually a really cool bar that they put in that I think is going to be kind of the, the epicenter of where all the members are going to be hanging out. One, because most of our members like to drink and have a good time, so they're going to be at the bar anyways, but uh, it, it definitely looks pretty cool. Doing the grand unveiling uh, right after the chase race on, on Friday, April 12th. And I do have the times up from, so I went to the uh, AudubonMembers.com website and clicked on the calendar. That appears to be the updated and latest times so touring that day is 12 10 to 12 40 that's normal time chase race drivers meeting in the south classroom is 2 45 qualifying for the chase race is 3 20 to 3 45 in the a and b groups uh, i often they do sometimes allow me to i'm not the fastest guy uh in the c group sometimes i go out and qualify that 3 45 to 4 10 and then the chase race starts 
at 435. So the chase race starts at 435, six laps, be over around five, and then the annual meetings at 530 and the clubhouse uh, unveiling of the clubhouse renovations at that time, like you said. Okay, so we got we got that down. Now, that's Friday, Friday night. Yeah, Saturday. Um, Saturday to start things off again, full track Friday, so members come out, drive the full track, but starting at 10 a.m. down on the skid pad, we are going to be doing an autocross competition, and this year we are allowing carts to participate in the autocross. Uh, there are going to be a whole lot of new carters that uh, purchased some Margays over the winter, and so they've been itching to get out and try out their new toys. And I think a great way to do that is to have this autocross. So that's from 10 a.m. to noon for the autocross competition. And there'll be a karting. What will the kart, karting? It'll just be a karting winner. Will there be different divisions? Are you going to have like um, awards for? I know you do for normal auto, autocrosses. We have karting. Fastest and most consistent. For both carts and cars? Nope. For, uh, it's, it's a winner-take-all competition. Oh, okay. Okay. So can you run both carts and cars? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. But So we don't know. A cart could be faster, right? Right. So we're going to find out. Um, I think, so Jeff is actually creating a custom course out on the skid pad. Um, so we're going to see... And we kind of talked about it. He's going to play. Jeff is uh, Je- Jeff is one of the um, he runs all the autocrosses. One of the members. One of the what, what is he? Uh, what, what exactly is his position? So he's race control. Race control. That's right. That's right. So he's one of the race control. He sets up the autocross usually and runs those and and also runs race control and sometimes he's sitting in the clubhouse um, over the winter. So he does a lot of. It. Jeff, Jeff does it all. I mean, he really uh, does a, a lot of things here at Autobahn. So um, you're absolutely right, though. His main focus is race control. Uh, so when you pull up and you're about ready to go out on track, Jeff is uh, probably the first face you'll see before you head out on track. So, uh, But, yeah, so he's designing a custom course that's going to lend – uh, the strengths of cars, so maybe there's going to be some uh, you know, faster straightaways, but also some tighter corners to where carts might have an advantage as well. So it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm not sure which is going to be better to have a car or a no car. <laughs> Guess we'll find out. Spec Miata race meeting is at 1245 South Classroom for the first uh, Spec Miata race. Qualifying 140 to 205, and then the race starts at 345, 10 laps, goes to 430 uh, on Saturday. Then the burnout contest. The burnout contest. So we're going to need your help since we're repaving the go-kart track. Uh, We need your help in burning up the old asphalt down there. (laughs) <laughs> what better way to do it than to have a good old-fashioned burnout contest? Uh, race director Mike Ritter said that there are no rules in contests. Uh, so you can bring practically anything you want. Um, 
to come melt your tires out there. Uh, the only rule would be no Autobahn Performance Fleet cars. Um, yeah, we're going to pour some bleach down, do a nice burnout, big smoky burnout, and the winner of the burnout contest, completely subjective, uh, and also I take bribes as well. Um, so you feel free to, to bribe me. But uh, the winner of the burnout contest will get a free dinner Saturday night. Oh, that's fantastic. And of course, dinner starts at 6 o'clock. Adults, $30. Children, 3 to 12. $12 and under 3, I'm reading here, under 3 are free. So that's awesome. Moving on to Saturday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. So moving on to Sunday. Yep. Uh, radical driver's meeting, uh, 9.45 a.m., GT driver's meetings, 10.15. Radical qualifying is 10.45, 11.10. And the GT challenge qualifying is 11.35 to 12. Then touring, the radical race starts at 2.05. And the first GT race starts at 3.40. There is a brunch. That Sunday morning, brunch. Sunday brunch, 10.30 to 2. It's fantastic. Fantastic. And bring the kids because... Yes. You want to tell them why? <clears throat> yes, I do. We have a friend down by us who is a fantastic juggler. He goes to school with my son, Mitchell. He came over this winter and does not go anywhere without his juggling pins and rings and everything else. And he's going to be there putting on a little juggling show and teaching how to juggle. He's got these little uh, juggling scarves. So if anybody's tried to juggle with balls, sometimes it's not as quickly as you can't learn as quickly as you would like. These scarves slow down, obviously the wind resistance against that 9.8 meters per second squared gravity pulling down. Okay. That's too much. Anyway, the scarves don't fall as fast and you can juggle and you can learn how to juggle, not just for kids. Anybody wants to learn how to juggle. And if you have watched the Netflix series that I know that you told everybody and talk around the track they need to watch the Netflix Formula One what was it called Formula One uh, Drive to Survive Drive to Survive Formula One you saw many of the drivers juggling before they went out to race continuous eye hand coordination so if you are a racer it looks to me if you want to be an F1 driver you need to learn how to juggle that uh yeah i sign me up uh, i do not know how to juggle uh i have zero hand-eye coordination um so i can barely you know juggle one ball at a time um i'm definitely gonna be over there and uh it's great it's great i did the also gonna have um, like arts and crafts yep yeah so sundays are always great during festival weekends it's more of a family type atmosphere. You come out, you have brunch, you watch the races, you learn to juggle, and do some parts and crafts. That's very interesting. Do we have any other any other announcements before our next podcast in two weeks? So this will air April tenth. Talk around the track, please. Everybody, subscribe. Tell your friends, neighbors. They want to learn about all the activities and everything that's going on. This is a great place to go. If you haven't signed up for Talk Around the Track, that's an email that comes out from the track every Wednesday. You need to get on that. E- who would they email to get on that? Kevin? Uh, e- email Kevin Rogers at AutobahnCC.com and ask to be put on 
Talk Around the Track newsletter because that is a great resource. That's that's uh, one of the many ways that we're able to communicate directly with the members and let you know what's going on here. If you want to get a hold of the podcast, email the podcast at audubonsc.com. Uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram all have podcast access to uh, get in touch with us here. Kyle, thank you very much for coming on the podcast for our first show 2019. We look forward to hearing from you at the activities and events and announcements in a couple weeks. My pleasure. Thank you, John. And uh, yeah, we'll talk uh, in two weeks. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.